look, the Flag Smashers were clearly terrorists, and the ends would not have justified the means if they'd been successful in their plans. But, but, even with the Flag Smashers' inevitable defeat to the American values of liberty and freedom, I'm not convinced that the real victors aren't still on the side of the Flag Smashers. Was justice served? Let's talk about it. Folks, welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and meh finales. I'm your nerd, Pastor Nate, and I'm so glad that you are here with us for another of these wonderful nerdy deep dives into some of our favorite media. This week, we're talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier, but before we get too far into it, we always start out with our scripture. So, our scripture for today is from Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21. I'll be reading from the NRSV. That's what's going to be on the screen. If you have a translation that you prefer instead, feel free to use that one. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all, if it is possible. So far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, I'm not sure how you could possibly know about my channel and aren't aware of any, like everything Marvel, but hey, let's do a quick breakdown of what Falcon and Winter Soldier is, and most importantly, who actually wound up winning. Spoiler alert, obviously, for the whole series. It ended two weeks ago, and most of us have already canceled our Disney Plus subscription by now, so consider yourself warned. So Falcon and Winter Soldier is the latest Marvel TV series to be produced and aired on Disney Plus, and it stars Sebastian Stan as the Bucky Barnes character, also known as the Winter Soldier, and Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson, also known as the Falcon. And actually, I just realized this makes two weeks in a row with Anthony Mackie. <laughs> Neat. Anyways, the basic premise of the show is that since the OG Captain America, also known as Steve Rogers, also known as Chris Evans, is no longer around because he Benjamin buttoned himself to be with Miss Carter the First, Falcon is faced with the obligation to pick up the mantle of Captain America. But he doesn't. He tries to memorialize Cap by putting his shield into some kind of museum to commemorate or whatever, and America says nope and lets Ego the Living Planet's kid take up the mantle instead, leading to the one and only Wyatt Russell taking up the shield instead and really not having the chin to pull off the Captain look. Am I wrong? So, obviously Bucky Barnes is tore up about his fellow friend who was frozen in time with him going back without him because that's what Steve did. We can all acknowledge this was a really crappy move on behalf of Cap, whatever. Anyway, Bucky does not approve of the new Cap, and honestly neither does Falcon, but all this is neither here nor there because that's that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about the A plot. We are talking about the B plot in this video. So here's the thing. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or the MCU, Thanos did the big snap and half of humanity just disappeared for five years. And the world adjusted. And then after five years, the Avengers got their act together and saved the day. Yay, right? Oh, no, actually. See, we're not very good at adjustment as human beings. And especially whenever we build up governmental structures, that only slows down our ability to adapt. So five years pass. And then the population, for all intensive purposes, doubles 
overnight. This sends the world into a sense of shock and no one is really prepared for it. In particular, there is one group that feels that they have been mistreated by the world and by the governmental structures and they take on the moniker of the Flag Smashers. It should be very obvious that these are the villains of a Captain America story. America loves a flag. They're led by this young revolutionary named Carly Morgenthau. Now, at first, we don't get to know much about Carly except that she smash and she smash good. But as the story progresses, we get to learn quite a bit more. See, she received a portion of Super Soldier Serum, the stuff that made Cap Cap, from a mysterious individual named the Power Broker, which, by the way, is just a delightful plan. We learn that Carly is an orphan that lost her family in the blip, but was taken in by an adoptive mother who raised a community of children after they were orphaned by the world-changing event. So Carly is motivated to change the world into a place that Mama Donia, her adoptive mother, would have wanted. One that is unified, loving, embracing of others, and charitable. One people, one world. Hopefully, we can all agree that those are good things, right? These are Jesus motives. Despite starting out with the right motives, Carly changes somewhere along the way and winds up deciding that you have to break a few eggs if you want to make an omelet. So she resolves herself to do what needs to be done and make change in a way that requires killing, threatening, and manipulating the political powers to bend to her ultimate will. In the end, Carly gets gunned down by the very one who gave her the super serum to begin with, the secret power broker, also known as Sharon Carter. Which, hey, 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 by the way, I want to go ahead and get this out on the record before they ever make this show. If they try to make Sharon Carter into an anti-hero or anything less than an absolute villain because she's Peggy Carter's niece. No, no, she's a bad person, objectively. If they try to walk her back a la Loki, it's totally bogus. They're both bad people. Stop liking them. Anyway, the question that I keep coming back to is this one. Other than Sam Wilson's sermon that he delivers to the news crew who magically pays attention throughout the entire thing, it kind of feels like no one actually won in this show. There's no like positive real message. Sam let Carly die. Carly didn't get the politicians. The power broker lost her super serum. Bucky is still a painfully boring character. I said it. And it would be surprising if the politicians actually take what Sam said to heart anyway. So did anyone actually win in this show? Or is there no hope until we get Cap 4? Let's hold on to that thought while we look at our scripture. So the book of Romans is actually an epistle or a letter written by Paul to the early church in Rome, obviously. It's an interesting one when we actually read it cover to cover because sometimes Paul will dance around and get personal, but in Romans, he hasn't actually been to Rome yet. And he's not totally sure if he's actually going to make it there alive. Because of this, Romans is probably the most systemic and straightforward that Paul gets with this theological teaching. It's practical, it's straightforward, it's God-centric, and can often be pretty brutal. That brings us to the ever-famous Romans 12. Unlike the other epistles where Paul tends to wax poetic and go on and on about love and what it's like, you know, the stuff that we read at weddings and the like. Yeah, instead of that, Paul gets down to brass tacks and just straight up lists how to love other people in an actual Christ-like way. He says, uh, be genuine, mm -hmm, hate good, mm -hmm, love mutually, mm -hmm, outdoor one another in honor, yeah, contribute to the saints, gotta extend hospitality, okay, live in harmony, yep, got it, no pride, depravity, yep, don't act smart, okay, live in peace with everyone, got it, uh, oh, uh, yeah, uh, don't do evil to evil, oh, oh, don't do evil to evil, all right, you serious? Wait for real? Serious, Clark? Yeah, that last one is kind of a big one, and how do we know that that's a big one? Well, because he stops his list and begins to explain why should we not seek out revenge? Well, first off, Jesus kind of said the whole cheek thing, you remember the cheek thing, turn the other cheek, that was kind of a big, that was a big one. Second off, God's the one who doles out revenge, not us, so, okay, don't punch my enemy, okay, gotcha, all right, but I don't need to be near them, right, like, I don't have to, like, stand near them or do things, I don't need to, like, be feeding them or clothe them or any of that stuff. No, actually, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Paul has no time to waste here. No beating around the bush or flavorful language. Don't try to overcome evil with evil. It will never work. Period. Sin to press. Like Sam says, the world's not a better place if you're killing people for good. It's just 
different. There is no sense in letting our aggression or our frustration out on others, but it's better to do as James 2 says and believe that mercy triumphs over judgment. Hey, you know what? That actually sounds pretty familiar. Mercy bears richer fruit than strict justice. Lincoln? Really? Huh, it's almost like that Abraham Lincoln guy may have been quoting something else. So okay, mercy is better than justice, and in order to take our revenge on our enemies, we need to just love them more. And that will effectively be, hang on, let me check my notes, yeah. Heaping coals on their head? You sure we wanna keep that metaphor, Paul? We don't wanna adapt it? Okay, so, so looking at it, this really just seems to double down, right? There is no winner in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Heck, the Avengers in their name are quite literally the definition of defying this very concept laid out by Paul. Yeah, I said it. The whole concept of avenging is technically anti-Christian. <laughs> Think on that one for a bit. But maybe that doesn't actually mean that everyone loses. There is one character in this show who actually gets what they want. Have you guessed it yet? It's Mama Danya. Now, hang on. I'm not saying that she wanted her adopted children to become extremists and die by a traitorous gunshot wound in a sewer. Was it a sewer? Where were they? Was it a sewer? But remember what got Carly motivated at first? One world, one people. Her desire was mirroring what she was taught by Mama Danya. Whether it was power literally flowing through her veins in the super serum, or whether it was the power over the Flag Smashers, something perverted her original goal. But Mama Danya lives on in the lives that she touched and the differences that she made. We may never actually get to see the lives that she changed. We don't get to see many lives that are changed. Case in point, you probably all know the name Mother Teresa, but have you ever heard of Gregory Boyle? Well, he's actually kind of a bigger name now. People might have heard of him, but there are people everywhere even smaller than Gregory Boyle who are making a difference every single day. No matter how much the politicians or the bigwigs or the wealthy or the organized religion or the insert bad organization from a comic book here try to do the right thing or the wrong thing very badly, nothing can change the fact that there are so many more Mama Danyas in the world than we realize. They just don't make for very good movies. Pop culture may want us to want to be the heroes like Cap or Bucky or Falcon or Iron Man, but the true heroes of these shows we'll never get to see. It's the ones loving and caring for the orphaned, the thirsty, the hungry, the homeless, the hurting. It's the church. And I'm not talking about organized church. Whether they believe in God or not, they're doing the work that Jesus Christ taught us to do. If only we could love a little better and avenge a little less. But again, that probably won't sell well in the box office, so I'll settle for the little Mama Danyas here and there when we get them. They may not get much starlight, but they are the real heroes of these movies. Thanks for listening to our weekly nerdy deep dive into the world of nerds, geeks, and gamers. We hope you enjoyed the podcast version of this show. If you'd like to experience this video in its intended full viewing, feel free to find us over on YouTube at Checkpoint Church and watch it there. If you're interested in supporting what we're doing, feel free to go to www.checkpointchurch.com support for information on how to donate or support us financially or otherwise. Or you can go through the Anchor app and support us there as well. This program is created, produced, and edited by Nathan Webb and distributed by Anchor. Find us on twitch.tv slash checkpointchurch where we'll be streaming on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Thanks again for listening to our show. And remember, God loves you. We love you. You matter. Be boldly blessed, and we will catch you next time.